Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, January 30th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Facebook recorded its slowest pace of growth since going public eight years ago, and drug companies are scrambling to try and find a vaccine for the coronavirus. Plus, Boeing had one of its worst financial years in decades. The FT's Claire Bushy explains how the aircraft maker is covering the costs of the 737 MAX crisis. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. When financial markets closed in New York on Wednesday, Facebook shares were at an all-time high of $224 each. But the stock tumbled by 7% in after-hours trading. It was on the back of Facebook's quarterly results, which revealed that in the last three months of 2019, the social media giant had its slowest pace of sales growth since it listed on the stock market in 2012. Facebook saw this slowdown coming. It warned investors last year that there would be a, quote, more pronounced deceleration of its revenue growth rate. It pointed to new privacy regulations. Europe and the state of California passed legislation that gives users more power to stop businesses from gathering and selling their data. Apple has also put in place tougher privacy rules for its operating system. The coronavirus has killed more than 170 people and infected thousands. And now, scientists and pharma groups are racing to try and figure out a vaccine to stop the deadly disease from spreading. The FT's Hannah Kushler has more. So, of course, the holy grail would be a vaccine, right? Something that's going to prevent people catching this and certainly prevent them dying from it. It's a completely new virus, so there's no vaccine. But scientists have been racing to try to come up with one. When scientists race, they don't race as fast as the rest of us. So really, this means we're talking about hopefully getting to months in, you know, somewhere between, you know, three to eight months time looking at getting a vaccine that you could use and you could test in humans. So that would be the beginning of the clinical trial process. So really, it only will apply if this completely takes off and you know, gets to a pandemic level. And Hannah, what kind of places are we seeing trying to jump into this cure effort? So you have big pharma companies like J&J. They're the only big pharma that's made a commitment to put people on it already. But a couple of the others are saying that they will lend their expertise. You have academics like these researchers at the University of Queensland in Australia. And you have small biotech companies. And the interesting thing about that is that there's a new funding model to help these small biotechs that may not actually even have anything on the market yet and so would not be in a great position to rush out a vaccine, use their new technologies that may be faster or or better approaches to vaccines by giving them funding from this new body called CP. CP was founded at the World Economic Forum in 2017, and it's a group of governments and charities really dulling out money to these small companies. News. The Federal Reserve stood firm on U.S. interest rates during the first meeting of 2020. The federal funds rate will, for now, stay put at a range of 1.5 and 1.75 percent. And while much of the language in the Fed's policy statement looked as it did in December, the Federal Open Market Committee did make one change. Back in December, it said household spending was strong. Now it described this as moderate. Tesla beat revenue forecasts in the most recent quarter, helping to justify the company's recent stock market tear. The electric car company reported that revenues rose to $7.4 billion from a year ago. It was just a 2% increase, but ahead of the $7 billion Wall Street expected. 
Tesla expects by the middle of this year that its flagship production plant will be able to build 500,000 units a year. That's an increase of more than a third of what it did last year. Tesla stock has soared to about $580 a share this year. It was up nearly 12% in after-hours trading on Wednesday. And Microsoft also gained some bragging rights yesterday. The software giant beat revenue expectations in the final quarter of 2019 thanks to its cloud business. Commercial cloud revenues rose 39% to $12.5 billion and accounted for more than a third of the company's total sales for the first time. Shares in Microsoft were up 4.5% after hours. And here's a story you should know more about. The last time Boeing recorded an annual loss, Tony Blair had just become UK Prime Minister, Bill Clinton was President of the US, and Titanic, the movie, was in theaters. That was until 2019. The 737 MAX crisis has changed everything for Boeing. The FT's Claire Bushy talked to me from Chicago and unpacked the aircraft maker's financial position. They've had quarterly losses in the 20-year period, but in order to look at the last time they lost money for an entire year, you have to go back to 1997 when they were struggling to fully integrate their merger with McDonnell Douglas. And before that, you'd have to go back another 50 years to look for a loss for the full year. Wow. And how much can we attribute the troubles to what's going on with the 737 MAX? There are things in the report that if this weren't happening would be a big deal on all on their own. They took a $410 million charge because their space capsule, the CST-100 Starliner that they shot into space, it failed to dock at the International Space Station. And they may need to do it again, which is obviously a lot of money. But we're not talking about that because the MAX has created so much financial upheaval for them. Yeah. And talk a little bit about that financial upheaval. What is this actually costing Boeing? This is going to be $18.6 billion according to Boeing at this point in time. And that, I should point out, does not cover any costs related to litigation or settlements or damages they might end up having to pay to families of victims who were killed in these two crashes. The money is basically in three pots. There is money that they need to pay to the airlines for not delivering their planes when they said that they were going to deliver the planes. There is money. It's going to cost them more to produce this plane over time. It's lowering the lifetime profitability of it. So you're starting to see that show up now. And then they also have what they're calling, quote unquote, abnormal production costs that are largely going to be seen in 2020. And that's for things like they still have their workers on their payroll who would be building a plane, but they are not actually building a plane. Then they also have rolled into that payments to suppliers because they're trying to keep their supply chain from atrophying while they're not making the 737 MAX. So Claire, what is Boeing doing to make up for the $18.6 billion that it estimates the MAX crisis will cost? Well, they have gotten a loan for $12 billion. It's expected to close in February. Chief Financial Officer Greg Smith suggested it might even be a little higher by the time that it closes. So that is what they're doing in order to try to fortify their balance sheet. 
You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. 